Welcome fam, this is Her Healing Hour, the little podcast that could. And I'm your host, Lisa, the Alkali Yogi. One of my favorite parts about being a holistic lifestyle coach is witnessing the aha moments of my loved ones and clients alike. This episode was inspired by a text exchange shared with my sister from another mother all the way in Norway. She's a special breed because she's already profoundly intuitive, so she often reaches out more for the validation of her gut than anything else. This one's for you, Maku. (laughs) The detox dilemma. Let's dive right in, in a very broad way. (laughs) So detoxification products, yay or nay? Well, Let's strip it all the way back and define what it means to detox the body and why it's important. According to DetoxifyDYI.com, a detox diet aims to help the body rid itself of toxins. Of course, the human body has many natural detox pathways via the liver, urine, sweat, and feces. While it is a complex process, the liver neutralizes toxic substances and then releases them from the body. A diet specifically for further detox claims to help the body's vital organs rest and recover, support and increase liver function and giving you a boost of important micronutrients. Detox diets come in many forms, although most involve some sort of fast, so i.e. water, juice, or broth, and are followed by a period of clean eating. Some even include smoothies, supplements, herb, teas, enemas, and other methods of promoting detoxification. Now, if we're running with this concept, yeah, of ridding our bodies of matter that is not beneficial and very possibly deteriorating your health, then would it, would it be a stretch to say that when it comes to detoxifying, less is actually more? To detox and to remove impurities, you need to remove foods and beverages that are not adding nutrition, life force, and sustainable fuel. So before you consider buying detox products, ask yourself if you are ready to commit to less. Because I am here to tell you, a detox is as simple as consuming less. Now, I understand the power of marketing and branding to a degree. (laughs) And I do know that it's all designed to activate on your emotions or to rather tug on your emotions, whether you're aware of it or not. Most of our purchases are in fact made from an emotional activation of sorts. I even go on to find that, I went on to find rather that Susan Lynn, who's the director of the campaign for a commercial free childhood was quoted in an article that was featured on the guardian.com titled the tricky business of advertising to children as saying marketing targets emotions, not intellect. It trains children that eventually grow up to be adults to choose products not for the actual value of the product, but because of celebrity or what's on the package. It determines, or rather, it undermines critical thinking and promotes impulsive buying. Now, I would argue that marketing aimed at adults is really no different. In fact, I'll admit to the seemingly therapeutic relief that I feel whilst shopping or treating myself when I'm down or anxious. 
That is until I look at my credit card charges. <laughs> my shopping sprees look more like an organic cold pressed juice, a green one preferably, or 12 if I'm really down and out, or like a specialty coffee, which normally runs me. Well, I won't get into that. <laughs> and so you can see how that could add up quickly. But I understand that it's my emotions that are driving me to spend money because somewhere along the line, a belief was planted into my psyche, into my consciousness, that when my mood is low, the quickest way to elevate my mood is to spend money on myself. However, this way of coping or self-soothing does only more harm than good. And unless you're uber wealthy, it's also setting your financial goals back considerably. The reason why this doesn't work in um, the medium to long term is because the emotions that you experience in the body are a result of the thinking mind and its perception of reality. Now, what is the thinking mind? The thinking mind is nothing more than your ego. And your ego is never, ever, 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 ever satisfied. Therefore, whatever relief you obtain from acquiring something ends up being short-lived. The only way to address the void that drives us to seek solace outside of ourselves is to go inward and sport and spend more time with ourselves, as uncomfortable as that might be. If you love and practice yin yoga as much as I do, you may have experienced glimpses of what it means to confront yourself and accept yourself. This is one of the fundamental principles of yin yoga. Now, don't think it's easy because you're on the mat and stretching. This practice is where you build both physical, spiritual, and I should say, I guess it's thrice, <laughs> mental strength. All right, now back to a market that is flooded, and I do mean flooded with detox products. Every business, no matter what service, sector, or product they provide has only one goal, and that is to make money. The onus is on you, unfortunately, as the consumers to suss out what is needed, what is necessary, and what is not. I've said this before, Mother Nature forgot nothing. She provided us with everything that we need in that soil over there. The electrolytes your body needs after strenuous physical, acti after strenuous physical activity is naturally available in alkaline spring water when you add a pinch of sea salt or coconut water. The colored sugary stuff is actually a gateway to sickness because it's unnatural and dehydrating. The energy drinks that claim to um, boost your energy are actually creating havoc in your body as they overstimulate and tire your adrenals. Heart palpitations and deaths have actually been associated with such drinks. Instead, what you could do is try going to bed on time. Remember between the hours of 10 and 6? And consume nutrition that actually converts to fuel so that, so that you have the energy that you need to get yourself through the day whilst staying healthy. And if you enjoy coffee, as I do, and you want a, and you want <laughs> a spot of caffeine, a civilized espresso shot, which is, by the way, how Ethiopians, Eritreans, the original purveyors of coffee, and also the Italians consume coffee. 
we do so in moderation. So why market sugary coffee at 20 ounces a serving or more? They don't do it because it's good for you. They do it because it makes more money. A small amount of coffee a day is not harmful to individuals who have healthy hearts. In fact, coffee can aid digestion and waste removal, i.e. your bowel movements. <laughs> and now to quote Dr. Sebi. Why would you take health advice from someone that profits off your illness? I'm going to read that again. Why would you take health advice from someone that profits off your illness? So you see, it really does go back to us utilizing what we have, applying some common sense and intuition. Now let's circle back to this notion of detox products. If the goal is to remove, then you don't need to add to your pantry or medicine cabinet, probably. Instead, let's subtract. Let's start with removing the four white devils. This is as per Paul Check, by the way, so don't get mad at me for calling them the four white devils. <laughs> the four white devils are the following. White sugar, white flour, white processed table salt, and pasteurized milk or dairy. If you remove these items from your fridge, freezer, and pantry, which is not as easy as it sounds because these devils are in just about everything, what are you left with? Well, you're left with clean, unprocessed, whole foods. Think about it. You've replaced your sweeteners with maybe agave or coconut sugar or some other sustainable unprocessed natural sweetener or better still you've cut all sweeteners out altogether but that's really not the goal you see moderation is the key to balance and also there are wonderful alkaline unprocessed sweeteners that make life a little bit more bearable <laughs> and realistic let's be honest when I made the switch, it led me to making my own homemade desserts on the few occasions when I even still have a sweet tooth. Because to be honest, honest with you, the older I've gotten, the less and less cravings I have for sweet things. I've become more of a savory person. <laughs> One more point that I want to make out about, well, actually, no. I want to say a lot more about sugar. Can we stay here for a minute, guys? Because sugar, to me, is really not much different than a drug. And I say that because the addictive properties of sugar cannot be denied. In fact, there have been studies that show in brain scans that the effects from sugar are fairly similar to that of heroin and cocaine. So I went on to healthline.com and I came across this article titled, Sugar is a Drug and Here's How We're Hooked. And I just wanted to read you an excerpt from that. Brain scans have confirmed that intermittent sugar, intermittent sugar consumption affects the brain in similar ways to certain drugs. A highly cited study in the journal Neuroscience and Behavioral Reviews found that sugar, as pervasive as it is, meets the criteria for substance abuse and may be addictive to those who binge on it. It does this by affecting the chemistry of the limbic system, the part of the brain that's associated with emotional control. The study found that intermittent, intermittent
reluctant <laughs> access to sugar can lead to behavior and neurochemical changes that resemble the effects of substance abuse. In its findings that spurred Paul van der Velpen, head of Amsterdam's health services, he warned people that sugar is a drug just like alcohol and tobacco. In fact, he wrote a column on the city's public health website Tuesday, uh, this, would have, this would have been in 2013, guys. <laughs> so, I mean, the article might still be there. <laughs> um, calling for stronger government action regarding sugar. Actions he proposed included regulating the amount allowed in foods and also banning soft drinks in school. I have to say I agree with that. Um, this may seem exaggerated to some people and far-fetched, but sugar is the most dangerous drug of this time and can still be easily acquired everywhere, he wrote. Dr. David Sachs, CEO of Elements Behavior Health, which operates Promises Treatment Centers, echoed these comments. Sachs said that the prevalence and promotion of sugary foods and beverages, coupled with how it affects our brains, makes addiction an issue. The truth is, not everyone exposed to high sugar foods is going to become addicted and seek it out regularly. The same is true with drugs like cocaine or alcohol, he told Healthline. The difference is that we don't sell alcohol to anyone under the age of 21, but you can buy high sugar content foods at any age. U.S. health officials have been less hyperbolic in their messaging than Van der Velpen, but maybe are equally concerned. Earlier this year, and take note, this was again an article published in 2013, the American Heart Association cited research that shows shows sugary soft drinks are responsible for 180,000 deaths worldwide each year. They recommend that adults consume no more than 450 calories per week from sugar-sweetened beverages. This translates to just under 220 ounces bottles of Coca-Cola. I have to interject that I fully disagree with this. I don't think any cola is... Um, is going to get you on your path to health. <laughs> That's just my two cents. Um, the latest numbers from Trusted Source, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control, show that average American, the average American, gets about 13% of his or her daily caloric intake from added sugars. Men, on average, get an additional 335 cal calories per day from added sugars, whilst women get about 239 calories. Per day, while sodas are the easy culprit to blame, there may there may there are many other places where sugar sneaks into a person's diet, often without their knowledge. The CDC's research shows that people consume excess sugars. That people who who consume excess sugars not only in beverages, but they tend to do so also in foods they eat at home. Relying on packaged or processed, food, processed foods is a quick way to stack up the sugar cubes, even if they have healthy sounding names like um, Kind. Sorry, I just have to put that in there. I'm not a supporter of the brand because it, like many other brands that claim to be healthy, it really isn't. Maybe it's not fair to just um, highlight the one, but that's the first one that came to mind. Anyways, back to this article. Sugar is a common ingredient in many foods people assume are healthy. For example, a jar of Newman's own tomato and basil spaghetti sauce contains 9 grams of sugar or about 4 sugar cubes. 8 ounces of V8 fusion vegetable and fruit juice contains more than 11 cubes of sugar. And Yoplait Original, 99% fat-free yogurt contains between 11 
and 13 cubes of sugar depending on flavor. Wow, I have to say I'm floored, but I suppose this is why when I, book, I do buy yogurt, I buy plain yogurt now. <laughs> so, and I always look over. See, the thing is, I've um, it's been a long time since I've stopped looking at branding and packaging when I purchase my foods. For me, it has truly become now second nature to, to always turn the product around and read through the ingredients. And as you know, ingredients are listed by volume. So whatever has the greatest volume comes up top and then it sort of um, diminishes or decreases as you go further down the list. So for me, um, I have been privy to this knowledge for some time, but for some people, this is new information. And so I'm hoping that you find this useful because again, remember the onus at the end of the day is you. These companies are here to make money. They're not here to restore your health because they benefit from your health. So um, getting off of the sugar is a huge, huge, huge form of detoxification. Oh, and you didn't have to even buy anything. You just needed to remove the sugar that you have in your household or replace it with some agave or replace it with some coconut sugar or date sugar. There are alkaline options. And I want to um, highlight some of the um, symptoms that you might experience when you're coming off of sugar, um, which shows you how serious sugar is and how deeply embedded it gets into your central nervous system because it really disrupts things when you try to come off of it. Not unlike heroin, guys. <laughs> so you can expect to experience headaches, depression, anxiety, insomnia. Now right off the bat, aren't these four traits things that people are already experiencing most of the time day to day? It continues with cravings, cognitive issues, irritability, fatigue, tingling, nausea, and lightheadedness. Doesn't that speak volumes? I'm telling you, get off the crack if you want to detox. Forget about buying a detox kit, get off the sugar. Now let's talk about the other three things, the other three devils that we want to get away from. So we've replaced your white sugar, that's gone. Now, let's talk about your processed white flour. <laughs> How about replacing that with a whole food, like an alkaline and gluten-free gluten -free alternative? Because you know, wheat, even though it has been around since the beginning of time, has been so genetically modified now that it's virtually unrecognizable to the body as a food, which is why so many of us have intolerances and sensitivities to wheat and we don't even know it. I'm talking about the majority of people. And the reason that you don't know it is because you've become accustomed to feeling lethargic, tired, foggy, etc. When you replace your conventional flour with an ancient grain such as kamut, spelt, quinoa, or teff to name just a few, you reduce inflammation and improve your digestion exponentially. And if you're not sold on how gluten is negatively impacting your health, do yourself a favor, try it out. Remove it from your nutrition for a minimum of 30 days, up to 90 days, and then reintroduce it. And let me know if the proof is not how they say in the pudding. <laughs> because I'm sure you'll find that gluten and your body are not friends. <laughs> Some of the... Um, Things that you might already be experiencing after you eat gluten and you don't even realize it because you're so accustomed to feeling these things are things like bloating or gas, diarrhea, 
constipation, nausea, headache, brain fog, joint pain, fatigue, skin problems, depression, anemia. Again, don't so many of these sound familiar? Most people on the planet are experiencing, I would say three or four or more of these on a daily basis. Do yourself a favor, remove it from minimum of 30 days. See if these symptoms subside. Now, on to the third devil, swapping out your iodized cheap Forgive me for saying that, but it's true. Table salt for gray clusters of sea salt. Because sea salt floods your minerals, sorry, floods your body rather, with minerals such as sodium, potassium, calcium, magnesium. It helps to regulate blood pressure. It restores electrolytes, as we mentioned earlier. And this is just maybe but a few of the benefits of sea salt. But again, the challenges when you're consuming store-bought foods or snacks, i.e. chips, or even restaurant meals, it's hard to know for certain whether or not these meals were prepared with processed versus unrefined sea salt. So if you're only consuming foods that you prepared, then at least you get the benefit of knowing everything that goes into your body. And that alone is detoxifying enough. Now, finally, the fourth devil milk, or rather pasteurized dairy products, and non-organic. I'm going to throw in the non-organic because with dairy especially, well, with everything, you should always aim to get organic, um, and dairy is really no exception. So try avoiding non-organic dairy products, sorry, non-organic pasteurized dairy products because, again, this is another product, or these are other products that most people are consuming daily And they don't tie in or they don't link the fact that they're feeling certain symptoms because they're actually intolerant or sensitive to pasteurized dairy. In fact, in a study conducted by Dr. Weston Price for his book titled Metabolic Typing, Price goes on to say that when Eskimos began to eat a modern Western diet of processed and pasteurized milk, their sickness and death rates began to rise remarkably. All of these indigenous diets were at least four times as nutrient-rich before as as they were when they switched over to a modern diet. Other symptoms that could indicate that you have an intolerance to pasteurized dairy? Skin rash. And that's not surprising because skin issues arise um, often when we're eating any of the four white devils. And you know why? Because the skin is the largest organ on the body. So oftentimes it's a it's a very clear indicator early on that your your body does not want said white devil. <laughs> How about coughing, wheezing, runny noses, itchy eyes, a bloody stool, and diarrhea, again to name just a few. So the sure way to know, guys. The sure way to know, you don't need to go and get tested and go to a laboratory and spend all of this money, is really just to remove each of these items that we've just talked about for 30 and up to 60 days. And then slowly reintroduce what you've removed and your body will tell you straight away whether it likes something or not. Cramping, nausea, insomnia, indigestion, skin rashes, of course, gas, 
That's right. A fart is a sign that your body is not with it. These are all ways of your body trying to communicate with you that this for you is a no go. <laughs> what a novel idea, right? Detoxifying by just removing foods that you normally consume. This is probably the original way to detox. Imagine, nothing has been specially branded, no necessary. I mean, sure, yes, you could purchase a detox tea that can aid in removing excess waste from the intestinal tract and the lining of your stomach, but you could also just drink water, alkaline spring water, <laughs> lime juice, cayenne pepper, and maple syrup. Some of you may be familiar with the Master Cleanse. It was quite popular a little over 10 years ago when I first moved to NYC in 2007. Or you could also just make an herbal tea out of the herbs listed on Dr. Sebi's list of alkaline foods. Things like cayenne, things like cloves, thyme, chamomile, sage. I'm just freestyling it, but you get the point. You get the gist. You can use these herbs that again come from where? The soil and make yourself these teas, these detox teas at home with what you have already in your pantry and or cupboards. So the point I'm trying to make is that the more that you have at home, the more you can dispose of. Now, again, I'm not here to say don't purchase um, your don't purchase the you know the pads that go underneath the feet that uh, claim to pull the toxins out. I'm not say to here. I'm not here to tell you not to buy the capsules that claim to detox you, the teas, the detox kits that are available, the supplements. If you want to do that, go for it. But then I would ask you, what is your actual goal? Is it to line the pockets of dubious corporations, or is your goal to really get healthy? Because if you just remove these four white devils that cause inflammation and neurological damage from your intake, your body does the rest. And going back to what I mentioned earlier, the possibility of doing like a water fast or a juice fast, these are not outside of the realm of things that you can experience and, and try. But again, I urge you to know where you're at physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, because any type of a detox is going to be first very painful and uncomfortable before it gets good. Because when you're removing toxins, it is very traumatic on the body, on the spirit, on the emotions. And so just beware that you need to be strong and you need to be in a space where you can handle the turbulence of a detox. <clears throat> and of course, I have to chime in that it's always good to consult with your GP or a health practitioner that you trust before you embark on any detoxification journey. And that is the detox dilemma. <laughs> so keep your money, restore your health. That's it. That's all for me this week, guys. Thank you again for listening. Until next time, be well and stay well. <laughs>